The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Hey, we are here in the Government Hotel. We are nestled between Lokatolia and Air Square, and uh, we are coming this morning from Galway, the city of the tribes. And uh, unusually, because Porik Horkin has been talking to me remotely for quite some time, it's great to have Porik <laughs> with me in the flesh, journeying down from uh, County Mayo to be with us today. Porik, how are you? I'm good. With this weather patch, it's been so busy. Yeah, the and the, all the garden life. centres, uh, your, your family own a number of garden centres, thriving, I'm sure. Thriving in this good weather. People are embracing gardening for the last three weeks, so it's absolutely fantastic. So we could do with a little bit drop of rain, dare I say. <laughs> yes, because we've had, I suppose, in theory, a heat wave. It is. We've had a high temperatures over a series of days. There is a rain forecast. Coming this weekend and into next week. And we're going to see warmer temperatures, particularly in the mornings as well, Pat. So really good gardening weather. Now, you've got some tips, though, for gardening in the heat. Things that you, you have to do and things yeah. that you shouldn't do. Well, a couple of things, Pat. In particular, people are out watering every day. You need to stop that. Stop watering your lawn. Stop watering any established trees and shrubs. So shrubs that are in the ground for over a year do not need watering. So leave them alone. Focus on newly planted plants. And when we water patch, we water the soil rather than the plants. So you really water the soil heavily, ideally with recycled water, if at all possible. And focus your watering on newly planted plants or plants in pots and containers. But do slip a plastic container or a terracotta container underneath your pots. That'll help to store water as well. Yeah. Now, suppose uh, you, you want to salvage the water that you've been doing the dishes in yeah, uh, and it's you know full of detergent perfectly and so fine that's okay absolutely and if anything the green fly and the, and the caterpillars are going to be knocking around in this good weather as well Pat and the detergent will often wash them off the leaves of your plants as well so no harm whatsoever bath water re- any recycled water is perfectly usable on plants now if you w- wanted to sow things like wildflower uh, meadow or yeah. whatever you wanted to do it probably won't take in this weather. It won't, but the soil, getting the soil right, so the, the weather is ideal for preparing soil. So if you're planning to put in a new lawn, for example, or a wildflower area, use the dry weather to cultivate the soil, to dig it over, to rake it down, to get rid of any debris, and then the rain is promised the weekend, so get the seed in this Friday or early Saturday morning, and that's the perfect conditions to establish a new lawn or wildflower area. Now, we've had uh, some cold evenings we and have. cold mornings uh, while midday has been... Uh, very warm, more so in the west than on the east coast. But next week you say that it's going to be warm all the time. It is because Storm Oscar is actually going to bring up some very tropical weather, really warm temperatures. Um, So we're going to see temperatures well above what they they have been during the night and early morning. So really strong growth. It's going to be mixed with some showers as well, Pat. So really good gardening weather. We're going to see some really strong growth. You're going to see the weeds in your garden jumping because with the moisture and with the heat, there's going to be lots of new growth. Now, if you've got questions for Porig, you can WhatsApp them to us on 0871400106. Um, you've brought some plants with you and um, very colourful indeed. Yeah, I brought a little bit of colour, patch because uh, I know you were at Bloom and of course the lupins signify bloom to me every year. The lupins are absolutely stunning this year. They've really responded to the warm weather. It's a great time for um, for planting lupins in, in your garden. Of course, they flower every year. And a key tip with plants that are flowering at the moment is to deadhead them on a regular basis. That simply means once a week going out, removing any flowers that have gone over, give them a liquid feed, and they'll produce lots of flower. I also brought you some salvia, which comes back year after year and such a terrific plant. Lovely substitute for lavender. People often find lavender difficult to grow. The blue 
salvias. It's terrific. And here's one for the kids. It's a little dwarf sunflower yeah. con- called Sunsation. It's, it's already fully formed, but it's tiny. It's, it's only tiny. about 14 inches. Yeah, it's only about, it might grow to two feet in, over the summer patch. And sunflowers are great because they attract the bees and hoverflies into your garden. But more importantly, they produce seeds in the autumn, which the birds come and feed on during the ah. winter months. So they're a great plant to, um, to signify the summer, but also to get the kids involved in gardening. Um, in terms of what we might plant now that would be edible later on in the year? Well, there's still, there's still lots. I mean, June is probably one of the busiest times in the vegetable garden. Soil conditions, once we get the rain, would be perfect for sowing vegetable plants and seed. So there's lots of seed available in your local garden centres. All the popular things like carrots and parsnips and radish and beetroot, they germinate so quickly and they grow within a couple of weeks. So my advice is to sow a little and often, some plants, some seeds, and harvest on a regular basis as well. But there's plenty of time. Now, some of the questions coming in. Could you ask Porik where I can buy the hydrangea wedding gown? I can't seem to find them anywhere. Uh, and um, what type of conditions would help it thrive? Well, hydrangeas, as, as the name suggests, hydro meaning water, hydrangeas need copious amounts of water. So when you're planting it, put plenty of garden compost down with it. Maybe some old rotted farm and manure garden compost. Water well, obviously. Maybe wait till the weather turns. Pop into your local garden centre. If they haven't got it in, they'll be able to order uh, that particular variety of hydrangea into stock and this is the time of year for planting hydrangeas because they're going to be spectacular from the middle of July right through until September. And they'll come up that quickly? Oh absolutely, absolutely. There's a lovely variety called Runaway Bride as well. Look for that one. It's just coming into flower at the moment. And this one, Wedding Gown, are you familiar with that? Yeah, one? I'm familiar with that but it, um, we may have it in our own garden centres. I'll check when I go back but if the listener asks in any local garden centre they'll be able to order it in. Uh, can you please ask Porik, what's the best feed for a flowering dogwood? Uh, it's been struggling in the heat at the moment. Well, and I think we had a question last week about Cornus cusa with the, with the white flowers and the mildew. So they're beautiful at the moment. All dogwoods need plenty of water. And of course, they're struggling with the really dry conditions. Again, once the rain comes back, it'll be perfectly fine. It'll come back into flower again. Give it a liquid feed. Something like Blooming Magic would be ideal or um, any liquid feed, a tomato feed would be perfectly fine as well. Now, uh, this is a question that's coming in from a number of listeners and it's about going away on holiday. Okay. I will be away in the sunshine uh, elsewhere <laughs> for a couple of weeks. How do I prepare my garden for my absence? Okay, well remember what I said earlier about you know established trees and shrubs and hedging we don't need to worry about pash. Um, leave those, they won't need any irrigation. If you've got plants in pots and containers give them a good heavy soaking the night before you go away and move them into a, sh- into a shaded area if at all possible. So keep them in the shade as much as possible. Put a, a saucer underneath them and leave a drink of water in the saucer as well. And maybe that might evaporate fairly quickly. Well, it, it, it will do, but if you soak your plants, um, that will certainly, they'll be perfectly fine for seven or eight days. Maybe talk to and a neighbour. And that might be a bit of rain. Yeah, and then <laughs> Statistically, it then, just then, might happen. Yeah, and then, uh, or maybe talk to a, a neighbour and get them into water as well. But it, it'll be mainly plants in pots and containers that will need the attention. Another question. I have a pear tree that I pruned back uh, during the winter. Uh, now I have profuse growth, but no fruit at all. Right. Well, the pruning might have been a little bit severe, and we often see that if if uh, people cut particularly pear or apple trees back very hard, you tend to get a lot of vegetative growth for that year. For, so for at least one or two years, it'll produce lots of leafy growth and new stem because the plant is just trying to reproduce itself and it will settle back into flowering again. A little tip is to put on some sulphate of potash at this time of year. Potash slows down the growth. 
So it, 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 it's, it does the complete opposite to nitrogen. So it slows the plant down and helps to reduce flower buds for next year. Yeah. So some sulfate potash around the base. Uh, w- one of the aspects of one of the trees that we had at home, uh, they seemed to be forming the flowers and then they never really got going. And I'm wondering, was it the weather in the spring? Yeah, if late that, frost... That just did for them. Yeah, pears flower very early in the season. If we get a bit of cold weather or we get um, a bit of heavy frost patch, you, the flowers just literally fall away. And often the bees aren't out that early in the season. It's just too chilly. Another one, I regularly deadhead my roses, but right. not any other flowers in my garden. Oh. Uh, which flowers should I deadhead? Well, all, all, I mean, the function of any flower is to produce seed. So if we stop the plant producing seed, it continues to rebloom again. So deadheading the lupins I mentioned, dianthus, the salvias, all the herbaceous border plants, they should be deadheaded, which means going out once a week and removing any flowers that are going over, forming seed, simply cut them off, and that will stimulate the plant to produce new flowers. So all flowering plants should be deadheaded right through the summer. All right, well, Porek, thank you very much thank for you, journeying Pat. all the way down from Mayo to be with us here in the Galmont Hotel in uh, Galway. Um, there's just one quick one. I have Irish yew trees, some of which are dying. Can they be saved? They can, yeah. Maybe send us a picture in on WhatsApp and I'll have a closer look at them. Okay, very good. Porek Horkin, thank you very much. Now, the answer to our competition today uh, for the Killarney Avenue Hotel break is Robbie Murphy from Wexford, who correctly identified the movie as Braveheart. And that's pretty much all we we have time for uh, a reminder that our items from today are uploaded as podcasts, which you can listen to on the new stock app part by Golad. Just search for the Pat Kenny Show. My thanks to the team: senior producer Claire Darmody, producer Pather Branock today, researchers Alex Crowley, JJ Clark, Ushin McGovern, Kerry Doyle, and Emer Collins. The broadcast assistant Anne Kane. Cormac McDonough was on sound back at base. David Slevin and Jack McDonald here. And my thanks to everyone in the Galmont Hotel in Galway for their wonderful hospitality. The Pat Kenny Show with a Viva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.